Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And I'm not going away, but some dirty dog on the front to spit all over me. He spits over me. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Well, hello, good afternoon, welcome to a near-empty Rico Stadium. Um, I'm sitting with Steve Sanders. Millwall fan and also a Notts County boy, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I describe myself as a uh, Notts County fan with a Millwall problem. <laughs> We've all got a Millwall problem, mate. Um, we were just saying, this is a really sad sight. I mean, I know that Coventry have got, you know, got their problems, but this is a 32,000-seater stadium. It's like a graveyard there, mate, isn't it? To look at, I think it's one of the best stadiums in the country. Yeah, I agree. But it, it just doesn't work. It's the third time I've been to this ground, um, and they never get an atmosphere up of any, any sort. It's a soulless bowl. It's a beautiful sunny day up here, listeners. Um, we're looking at the, what should be the home end, and it's just an empty, um, empty stand. We've got a huge image of Jimmy Hill, the, uh, the kind of um, father of the club, I suppose, in some respects. But the side stands, I mean, it's how many minutes to kick off now, Steve? It's five, to, five minutes to kick off, and yeah. this is an empty stadium. Yeah, I feel I feel so, I feel sorry for the Coventry fans. I've got no real support or any feelings for them other than that. But they, these were a proper team. They were a first division team um, who were regularly there. I always, I always think back to the cup winning uh, final against Spurs, which was one of the best finals as a neutral ever to watch. Um, and they did really well. And they're just in free fall now. This team's going to the second division. Well, yeah, I mean, they played that a season, I think it was, at Northampton um, a couple of years ago now. Um, we were just saying that they've got to get out of this place at the end of the season, the lease is up. I mean, this this can't pay for itself. I mean, we're looking at literally one man this dog in here. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's I mean, I've heard of him talking, they're going just down the road to a town called Nuneaton, Nuneaton Borough's Ground. Nuneaton Ground. We're talking a five to 6,000 stadium, I think, there, to be perfectly honest Shut with you. Really? Yeah, it's the sort of... It's disgusting. Yeah, it's the sort of, uh, you know, Fisher Athletic type side Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, which Coventry shouldn't be playing in. Now, you're a Notts County man for, for your sins. Yeah. Um, they're struggling at the moment. Um, yep. Near the bottom of League Two, so, yep. you know, non-league is, is what you're fighting to avoid. Um, that's got to be a tough... It's a tough place to be for, for one of the, well, the oldest club in the country. It's the world's oldest league club, remaining yeah. league club. Um, they bought about six players. We got a new owner in about a fortnight ago. Yeah. They bought six players this week. 
Yeah. Uh, if those six players don't perform, quite simply knocks her out because the 20 say they've got are non-league players. Um, we don't offer anything against any team we play. It's an easy three points. What kind of crowds you drawing at um, County these days? Uh, three and a half thousand home fans plus the away support, which is it's terrible. It's, uh, it's terrible. Level, I mean, we've never been a, a big league supporting no, team because no. we live in the shadows of Forest, and we really do. We're only 200 yards from their ground. Um, it's only a small city. The city isn't big enough for two teams. But we could get, if we were playing well, 8,000. I'm old enough to remember County being in the first division. Don, Don Masson, I said, remember yeah. playing in the blue, yeah. uh, black and white stripes. Um, it was a club that had um, has heritage, yeah, has standing. Yeah. It's a name that should be preserved. Uh, too many clubs in this in this position at the moment, Steve. Yeah, uh, sadly, I think not so going. Uh, you know, like I say, unless these six players that we've signed, who do on paper look better than those that we've already got, yeah. uh, but if they don't perform, we've got nothing to offer any team other than an easy three points for them. It's a real race to the bottom in, in, in football these days. I mean, we played Charlton a few weeks back and we, we don't hold any brief for Charlton, but there's another club being mismanaged into yeah. the ground. This is being mismanaged into the ground, this place. Yeah. We've seen Blackburn in the FA Cup with a crash in the empty stadium. Yeah. Your own county yeah. have had their, their, their um, travails to get into the, into the situation. It's, yeah. it's too much of it. The game, the game is going to suffer a huge fracture soon enough, I think. Yes, yes. Um, I, I don't think there's enough money about to sustain all these teams. I mean, Notts County at the moment, um, £24 to get in. £24 to watch a team one off the bottom of the division. Yeah, I mean, we, we went down from Division 1 and they, they didn't lower the prices. Yet they're paying the players less, we've, we're seeing a lesser standard of football, but they kept the prices exactly how they are, and it's, if, it's a rip-off. If they do slip into the National League, Steve, um, you're still going to go, mate? Oh, is it in your blood to, to follow County at that level? Uh, I don't know how I'd answer that question. Being <laughs> I can't stop going. No. I can't stop Like, I can't stop going to okay. Millwall. No. If Millwall dropped out, I would still come. Um, <laughs> You can't stop, Hopefully can you? Not to Dartford, though, you can't stop, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I blame my dad, he made me support him. <laughs> Fantastic, mate, really Cheers. appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate. That's Steve Saunders, listeners, big fan of the show, long-time friend of the show, and um, we'll come back to our own situation after today's game, Coventry versus Millwall. Um, I did read on the on Twitter that if we don't win, get three points here today, Steve, that we um, we should concentrate on winning the FA Cup instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but it was, I yeah. think it was Nez posted that. Well, well done to Nesley. Achtung, Mailball. Lions in their yellow and peach number today. They're Coventry in their traditional well, sky blue shoulders, white and sky blue striped top. Beautiful sunny day, dear listeners. Fantastic place to be. If only there were more fans in the grounds. Two teams in the huddle, so before we go into the game today, I'm going to take you back to Wednesday night's uh, drab 0-0 draw at home to Wall. So I did a few um, in-game notes about that. So I'm going to take you away to that now. We come straight back for the kickoff. Achtung, Mailball. Well, I wouldn't call it subdued. I'd call it empty. Uh, welcome to Tuesday night's game. Wednesday night's game, not Tuesday night. Wednesday night's game at the Den. Mill versus Walsall. League One. The Den is sparse. Team's just coming out at the moment. It's um, I don't know what kind of crowd to estimate here. John Kelly brought an ambitious 7,000 on, on Twitter. Um, I doubt it's going to be that many. It looks honestly, it's a shocking, like, shockingly low turnout tonight. <coughs> Very flat atmosphere. Mill team tonight is unchanged bar the introduction of Jed Wallace 
in Shane Ferguson and for Fred Onyedima and Aidan O'Brien. Otherwise, the same as did the job, did the business, did the did the Montgomery over Watford on Sunday. I don't know if this is a case of after the Lord Mayor show tonight, but certainly um, it looks and feels very much flatter than it did on, on Sunday's game. Now, we're not going to do a full match commentary for this particular match. We're going to do a little bit of a pre-match, half-time and full-time report. So um, we're going to leave it there for the moment and we'll be right back. Probably, actually, no, I'll do, I'll do the 22-minute mark. We'll see how we're doing at 22 minutes. Talk to you there. So 25 minutes, uh, it's Millwall nil, Walsall nil. Been a fairly flat game. A couple of early chances with teams both at both ends. And Mill went going just over the crossbar. Walsall down the other end, good save from Jordan Archer. Um, just a couple of seconds ago, fantastic chance by created by Lee Gregory on the right hand side. Crossed in towards Shane Ferguson, just couldn't get a foot on the end of it. Almost opened off Mill. As it is, it's nil nil on 25 minutes, dear listeners. Half time, nil nil. Um, it's been a a game of, of effort and precious little quality. Um, best chances fall to the lines in that first half. There was one chance that fell to um, Shane Ferguson on about 40 minutes or so, I think it was, crossing from the right-hand side from Lee Gregory um, over the top of everyone. And Ferguson just could not get his, his foot to it to put us one up. As it is, it remains nil-nil. Um, Lions having the balance of play. Walsall have uh, pressed forwards on occasions, but very rarely. Overall, Lions looking like they should press on and take this in the second half. There's no reason why they raise their work rate and up their artistry. So, nil-nil at half-time, back in the second half. We're 65 minutes into the game, and it's not been the greatest, it's got to be said. Lions are pressing forwards as the half proceeds, but uh, none of the clinical edge, cutting edge that we come to associate with Gregory Morrison up front. Um, overall, it's been a game on balance that the Lions are dominating without ever really looking like they're going to close it out. Uh, also just coming forward as I'm speaking to you now um, they passed the ball around well enough but not look like they've got any real cutting edge up front so um, as it is we're halfway through the second half it's the Lions to win if they want it badly enough but it's just not happening for us at the moment nil-nil so last few seconds of the midweek game nil-nil there is the final whistle, Mill-Nil, Walsall-Nil, disappointing performance in all honesty. Um, Mill looked very flat, very tired after Sunday's heroics versus Watford. Uh, we never really got going, never really created any decisive chances. Uh, best chance came in the first half, ball across the box from Lee Gregory, falling to the feet of, of, of Shane Ferguson, he just couldn't put it away. But that was a disappointing show, nothing really to enliven the senses tonight. So we're going to close out there. Achtung. I haven't even picked up on the team news, dear listeners. I've, I've just literally arrived a few minutes ago outside. Um, we're high up in the guys. Looks like Morrison's up front. Gregory. Looks like an unchanged lineup from where I'm standing. Tell the light. O'Brien's on the on the left. Ferguson started the other night. And looks like Wallace up front as well. Coventry struggling near the bottom of the table, of course, with their many, many off-field issues owned by a company called SISU, S-I-S-U. Um, as Steve said earlier on, they're looking to vacate this stadium, this vast arena, which is, uh, as the song says, is too big for their fans. Sadly, I say sadly, I mean it. Um, a, a team in trouble, so we, we must be looking for three points here today to maintain our playoff push. This is Wallace, just uh, a little bit too far, one and a half minutes gone. So a very disappointing nil-nil draw at home to Walsall on Wednesday night. If I if I said to you a midweek game on a cold night at Zampa Road against Walsall, Steve, it would give you the image of what that game actually turned out like, mate. It was it was a drab, dreary affair. Um, team looked a bit tired in overall. I, I thought Sunday's heroics took it out them a little bit. Um, always a danger of a cup run, mate. You know, it's absolutely yeah. league strength. 
I mean, they had to be at the absolute best to beat Watford, and they were. Um, they and I, 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 yes, and I, and I can understand that. You know, taking it out of them yeah. and just having to turn out against him. They did look tired Wednesday, so it can be difficult. Better but, show today. But at least they didn't slip up and let the game, you know, end no, in the last. Yeah. Walsall never looked dangerous. I mean, I will say that. Um, if anyone was going to score on Wednesday, it was going to be us, but we just didn't have the clinical finishing. Since we've signed Jake Cooper in central defence, um, Hutchinson was looking good, but we look even better with Jake Cooper. Jake Cooper and, and Byron Webster in the central defence. Fantastic pairing. We look really, really solid last weekend and again in all fairness against Walsall I was just saying to Steve that Walsall never really had a shout on, on Wednesday night it was our failure to score that that's down that's a beautiful move there by Brian down the, the left hand side man in the box can he get a cross in he's had to check this is Craig with the ball into the middle that's headed clear and under no pressure rugby markings faintly uh, detectable on the pitch here I think this is home to Wasps Rugby Union Club Rugby Union Football Club another um, strange move from London all the way up here. Wasps, I think, used to play in um, over Richmond Way or something like that, I think. Not that I'm a huge aficionado in rugby union. I was found it a faintly boring sport myself. Do you like rugby union, Steve? No, I can't stand boring, it. Boring, boring I, I can't work out what it's all about. I don't, I don't know what goes off on rugby. It's only good when there's a punch-up. I like that one, a punch-up. <laughs> I imagine the day will come far off in the future, like we, uh, we now excavate the, the, the Colosseum and like they're gonna, one day a civilization far off, too far for us to know about, Steve, will find the Rico Arena yeah. uh, abandoned on the edge of what was once appears to have been a city called uh, Coventry of some sort. Wondering why they, what civilization built these places, these vast arenas yeah. to. I think it's just really a casino with happens to have some few <laughs> seats attached to it, yeah. <laughs> the, the Isle of Capri Casino, classy. Have you been in the casino? No, 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 not my scene. It is, it's actually, um, the bar's open before the game, it's actually one of the best um, pubs you can go in at a football ground in I the country. Come for nine minutes, and Coventry have made two wildly poor passes, long balls forward to no one. Um, not show much yet. Lions have looked the brighter of the two teams without any great um, opportunities in front of goal. Mill don't need a drum, but if it wasn't for the drum, there'd be no atmosphere at all, is Steve? And even the drum sounds a bit half-hearted, so... Um, Coventry attack after a hint of a handball on the 11th minute, bowled in from the left. Again taken comfortably enough by Jordan Archer. Referee just missing what looks from this distance to be a handball. Highfield Road, I seem to recall, was the first all-seater stadium. In, in, in English football back in the back in the 80s I think I think Jimmy Hill made it all seated before they before teams had to um, so it's a strange linkage because obviously Jimmy Hill's image is looking back at us down the far end of the pitch there Steve on that on that um, far end and this is an all-seater stadium that is uh, <laughs> all seats for yeah. spectators I mean I went to the old Highfield Road I mean they've obviously got the reasons they probably weren't allowed yeah. to stay there yeah. um, but it was a much better place to watch football than this. Ground, huh? it, was, it was about half the size of this, and uh, the away fans were on the side and the, the home fans were on the end. Yeah. You felt like you were on top of each other. They used to get some good atmosphere going between the two. Yeah. Um, and it was a decent ground, you know. Uh, but this is just a typical... Brian finds Gregory all just got control. Yeah, this is just a typical edge of town. Yeah. Out-of-town shopping centre, loads of car parks around it type ground. The Tesco is more exciting yeah. than the... Uh, than yeah, the it's an MK Don's type, you know, yeah. Wanders type place. What have we done? 14 minutes, what have we done? There's a good away turn, it's hard to judge the numbers because obviously there are so many empty seats. I would expect there to be in the high uh, 500 plus, possibly a, towards 1,000, hard to judge to be honest because sitting behind, but... Um, it's a fair, fair turnout from Millwall. 15 minutes, Coventry just coming down the right-hand side. It's going to be escorted out by Jake Cooper. 
easily enough for a goal kick. Uh, we've been largely in control of the game so far, dear listeners. We haven't prepped much going forwards ourselves, but whenever Coventry have come forwards, they've been um, snubbed out relatively simply. One flappy little cross that Jordan Archer missed, but apart from that, nothing of any note on 15 minutes. There's a little hassle there by uh, Steve Morrison. Offside given against Millwall. Little moment's hesitation in defence. They almost released Morrison and then Gregory, but as it is, the linesman gives offside for something. Offside probably. And you can hear what the Millwall fans think of that decision. 20 minutes into the game, I thought I'd better check the team. This is the kind of podcast you listen into, listeners, and I've been calling him Cummings, and it's actually Marlon Romeo, so I can only apologise to Sean Cummings for that mistaken identity. It's Marlon Romeo who's out there. I've missed that um, recall. So ignore much of what I say. I think that's probably the main thing I can say. It's good to see Marlon return. I've always liked his forward play. Clearly, he's a young boy, so he's got to develop the defensive side of his game. But he looked a real prospect up until the uh, the kind of um, loss of form that led to him being dropped for a, a period. But it's good to see him back in the team today. 21 minutes coming up for halfway through the first half. Um, even evenly balanced in all fairness. Again, it's it's not exactly a uh, extravaganza of, uh, of flowing football. The Lions look the stronger of the two sides, but Coventry have had one or two long-range efforts that have been dealt with. Mill support trying to get a little bit of energy into the, into the line side. We are following our standard pattern of sitting off the uh, the opposition. It's uh, going to fall, run through to Jordan Archer there. Um, sitting back and absorbing the pressure. So far, Coventry haven't shown any great clinical um, expertise. But equally, we haven't yet carved out anything ourselves at the other end. 23 minutes gone. Now, Steve, you sent me a couple of years ago, you sent me a fantastic little story for the fanzine about how you come to... You're married to Notts County, clearly, but you're having an affair with Millwall, and yes. there's a fantastic little story of how this torrid affair began for you, mate. I don't know if you want to relate it back to the listeners. Yeah, I'll uh, try and shorten it. I was only about 13 years old, just started going to games on my own without my dad. Yeah. Um, and it was first game of the season, we were playing Millwall. Um, this is at Meadow Lane. Meadow Lane, yeah. And the Millwall were behind one end of the goal, and the Notts County sort of singing supporters behind the opposite end. <laughs> Thankfully, I was stood on the side. Millwall went one up in about three minutes, and about four or five hundred of the Millwall fans decided they were going to go and stand where the Notts County fans are standing. <laughs> taking um, the end, it was called. Yeah, taking the end in those days. So <laughs> off they set over the pitch. The county fans didn't fancy it, and all dispersed before they got there. And I was on the side, and I was quite annoyed, really, that we'd given our end up so easily. I mean, you imagine if you saw that at Millwall. It's a blow to your pride, annoyed, mate. It's a blow to your pride. Annoyed is probably a, a bit of an understatement. <laughs> but clearly but, made an impact on you. But it made an impact on me, and, you know, and I wanted... Uh, I can remember thinking, I want my team to be more... my fans to be more like Millwall. Um, and from that day onwards, I, I started watching Millwall's results, and the odd times we've played Millwall, I've always really looked forward to it. Um, and being up in the Midlands here, you know, yeah. obviously when you've come away, I picked up, picked out the odd fixture, you know, to go to. It's a fantastic story. I, 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 when I said I was going to catch up with Steve at today's game, um, I'm going to get him to repeat that one because I just thought it was a wonderful little story. Very much of its time, the idea of taking the end has gone from football, along with much else, but yeah. it used to be the regular sport. If you get yourself into the opposite, home end and an away regular, game, regular, yeah, you were the boys, weren't you'd, you? You'd turn up at Notts County and <laughs> you we did, really didn't have that many singing fans or hooligan fans, whatever you want to call them. 
and there'd be a load of strangers who are all built like brick shit houses <laughs> and you think well here we go again you know <laughs> they're going to end one way great story thanks for that Steve this is Morrison on the left hand side it'll ball into the box there towards Gregory but that's going to be fairly clear 27 minutes commentary player down the Lions fans are berating the Mill uh, players for putting the ball out sportingly uh, the Corinthian spirit not living on in, in South East 16 as we as we know and we love what a wonderful story from Steve I remember well us going to Cholton in the 70s and the whole of the what was called the cover then which was the Cholton it was just occupied by Millwall fans it was packed with Millwall um, there, was, there were no Cholton fans in their home end that night and I remember um, Crystal Palace. I remember seeing um, Mill fans singing at the Crystal Palace end in the 70s, in the third division days. It was so it's, it's an aspect of the game. Some will say, well, hooliganism has gone within the ground, and that's a good thing, and blah blah blah. But it certainly provided some entertainment in its time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember once when we played Spurs, and the sort of the, the clothing of choice at uh, Notts County were NCB donkey jackets, as and, one does, mate, and, and pit boots. <laughs> and I went in there one day, and there's all these years wearing winkle pickers. And, I'd never seen a winkle picker in my life. I thought, what are these? You know. And uh, sure enough, five minutes into the game, they all started. And <laughs> you, <laughs> winkle, I, I had a pair of winkle pickers myself. Useful if you're at the seaside and need to pick out a winkle from, from the sand. Quite uncomfortable to wear, though, for any great length of time, to pinch your toes together. 29 minutes, coming towards the 30th. Um, I think it's one of those games where we are over-reliant on the long ball forwards. We don't seem to mix it up terribly, Steve, do we? It's, no. When we get possession, it's lumped forwards. I know that's our style. No, but... it's, it's, it's a poor game so far, to, to be perfectly honest with you. Millwall have just got the edge possession-wise, but, but to do nothing with that possession. But you do want to see them bring the wing boys into yeah. play. I mean, yeah, we've had you know, no real... This no will come straight down the middle again now from Jordan, um, as we pass the 30th minute mark. Um, and yes, it's, it's brutal, but it, and some will argue it's effective, but um, it's predictable. That's for sure. Ball bobbing around, it's, it's Morrison, it falls to O'Brien, it falls to Morrison. Shot on goal, Will first shot on goal, parried by the goalkeeper and taken at the feet. He's going for a corner, going for a corner. At the feet of Steve Morris on the rebound. Goalkeeper concedes a corner, he doesn't like it. He's having a word by the linesman, I think it's the correct call. It had crossed the line. So it's a middle corner, real opportunity now in 31 minutes. Tennis ball's being thrown on the pitch. Tennis ball's being thrown on the pitch as a protest. A hail of tennis balls. Applause from the Millwall fans. Applause from the Millwall fans for that, that show. And there's a delay in the game whilst the tennis balls are cleared. There are tennis balls here. Look like tennis balls, don't they? I think they yeah. It's a Charlton-style protest. No harm in tennis balls, clearly. But it does delay the game. Mill corner. Little sympathy from the Mill support for their plight. Some, there was some applause. In all honesty, there was a lot of applause for the for the protest. I think the uh, what we might call the more thinking fans have seen that what that's all about, and the the firm <laughs> just want to call out, call them out. <laughs> so back to the football. Here comes Sean Williams with his corner. Left as we look, right as we attack. In, in it swings. Oh, 1-0! 1-0 Millwall! Who's that? That's 24. Cooper! At the far post. 1-0 Millwall! After that delay, that didn't do Coventry any good at all. And uh, O'Brien bounces a tennis ball in celebration. 1-0 Millwall. Drake Cooper. Simple enough corner. 
Cope was at the far post. He, he almost came off his body there, uh, Steve, from what I can see. Yeah, it, it does make you wonder if that protest immediately before has oh, affected their own it players. Blew, it blew yeah. Their concentration, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I, yeah. Where do you go with that? They, they never really defended the corner. It was, they it was switched a, off, weren't they? An easy, uh, easy knock-in, really. There's a couple of minutes today whilst the, the, the tennis balls were cleared off the pitch. Clearly, it's affected their concentration. I think Steve's right. Do these protests have any impact? Is it going to make any difference to the owners of the club? I don't know. What else can you do at the same time? I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. I get it, but I don't get it, if you know what I mean. We'll just stick to the good old right outside. We'd be doing a rampage in the car park, wouldn't we? Stroke of luck for the Lions, really, in a sense, because that delay came at precisely the best time from our perspective. We were on the attack, we had a corner, um, and there was a long period, well, a few minutes period, whilst um, things were set to rights, and that's clearly affected the Coventry team defensively. It must be preordained. I was just wondering how you organise a tennis ball protest. You'd never get that set off the ground at Millwall. Everyone would be doing their own thing corner into the middle, that's, ooh, that was a flick header there, but, um, saved and over the bar by Joel Nice, that was, a, that was actually a close chance there Steve, that was Very a close. nice little move. Very close, that was a good scoring opportunity there. Catch a bit of a break there, ball in from the left hand side, that's headed clear by Cooper, they still keep possession though, that's in the penalty area, that's a shot, ooh, just over the bar, over the bar, not far over the bar there Steve, that was a no, chance. No, just about four and a half over the bar, uh, Coventry uh, taking control of the game now minutes, really, to be honest right, with yeah. you. Yeah, we'll need to, to, to get the ball forward. Yeah, absolutely. There it is, 1 0 at the break. Um, okay ish performance for the line, Steve. I mean, it's not, not, not anything um, fantastic, it's all right. I think just caught a bit of a lucky break with that delay, really. I think that's yeah. been the difference. Yeah, I think it's good enough. I'd take 1 0 at half time. Um, I feel sure we're probably going to win the game. Um, it's not the best game I've ever seen by a long, long way. <laughs> Bit shame um, if it was. <laughs> this was as good as it got. <laughs> um, it's not a bad performance. Um, it's okay. I think that's yeah, probably the best we yeah. can say. They did a, did a little dangerous point. They had two chances in, in almost as many minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of little flurries. They don't look like they've got the fire in their belly. Clearly, there's issues going on here that take that away. Um, but, uh, yeah, the line's good for a one goal lead at half time. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Just waiting for the teams to come out of the second half, listeners. There's something quite sad about the, all, the song playing here, which is a Coventry City song. Pulled together or something, I don't know what it is. Play up Sky Blues, is it? Play up the Sky Blues, it's echoing around this empty stadium. With the uh, kind of funereal image of Jimmy Hill watching on from afar, it's, it's kind of. I think of, he wrote the song, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, I think he wrote the song. Yeah. He's no Lennon McCartney, is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Was he? This poor old son's no longer with us, but it is a sad, sad sight. Empty stadium, echoing song, and it seems clearly destined for League, League Two at the moment. They had a couple of early, um, a couple of chances towards the latter part of the first half, but. Um, the, the demo seemed to catch them, uh, put them in, in, you know, make them lose concentration. The goal behind you can't see him coming back at the moment. Lions delaying their entrance for some reason. Maybe it's mind games from Neil Harris. I don't know. Coventry are out, trying to stay warm. It's the Eaton Boating song. That's the song. I, could, I couldn't. I knew the tune. It's, it's that, that's the tune, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's it, but he wrote the words. Yeah. Jolly boating weather. 
from the Millwall uh, players for the second half. Second half's underway. Coventry attacking us at the away ends. Lions will be attacking the empty home ends. Modern football, obscene amounts of money sloshing around at the very top for average at best players. We, we've seen two Premier League sides show absolutely nothing in the FA Cup. Bournemouth and, and Watford, Steve. Yeah. Paid fortunes. I don't know what they're, they're going to be paid a lot of money. Yeah. With no spine, no, no, no courage, no, no desire. And yet you've got a club like this and others, you know, your, your own your own Notts County, that are scratching out a living. There's something deeply wrong with a system that lets that happen. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much money in football. You can't ever... I mean, I've seen Notts County in the top division twice in my lifetime. Yeah. It won't happen again. It, it can't happen again. Because we can't even buy average players. We're lucky if we even pay money for a player nowadays. Um, and when you're only picking up scraps of players that people don't want... You're never going to be Premier Standard, are you? I mean, they will say it's market economics. The big, the big boats make the money. The, the small fry go to the wall. Yeah. But I, I don't know. There's got to be some responsibility on the game as a whole with that amount of profit that flies around in it to support these I, teams. I, I don't particularly. I'm not particularly in love with Premiership football. I, no. I, I rarely watch match of the day. I, I prefer Championship football because I think it's more honest football, and I yeah. think it's better football to be perfectly honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. I wouldn't want. Um, I wouldn't particularly want to see my teams in the Premier other than just for the devilment of it, really. Uh, <laughs> see Millwall in the Premier League. Yeah, to see Millwall in the Premier League. It's, it'd be funny, but, you know, we'd just be there to be the whipping boys of, of the big teams oh, yeah. at the moment, um, unless big money comes into, you know, your club. But uh, um, I certainly can't see it. No, no, I agree with that. This is the Lions on the attack, two minutes into the second half. Light fading inside the Rico. The sunshine is now fading away. The sky is still quite a nice sky blue with fluff clouds, but the floodlights are on. It will get dark fairly soon. It would destroy your soul to come here every week and watch your team playing this this empty arena. I, I do. Um, all all uh, rivalries aside, I do feel for the Coventry fans in this Rico arena, named after a photocopying company, of course, as is the modern style. That was money well invested by Rico photocopiers. 49 minutes approaching from the ginger cunt. That's into the mix. It's bobbing around. One all. Oh, it's got, not one all. It's got into the side netting. <laughs> the angle was such that it looked like it had gone straight. It was a good chance. He should have buried it. And it's got into the side netting and at the back stanchion. And it is no goal. It remains 1 0. But I think we catch a bit of a break there, Steve. That was a real chance, mate. Should have yeah. been buried, shouldn't it? Yeah, he should have scored. There's no two ways about it. I thought we Once had. the ball was at his feet, he should have had it. <laughs> Lions, for me, still look tired. I know we've, we had a big game last Sunday and we had another um, home game on Wednesday night, so just a couple of days ago from this. So we'll be um, feeling the effects of that. So if we can get away with a 1-0 win by any method necessary, we'll regard that as a good result today. But we do look a little bit um, fagged out, as my old mum used to say. The ball into mix, that's towards Gregory. Can Gregory turn and shoot? He can, but it's uh, high and wide for a goal kick. Loose balls is Gregory on the edge of the penalty. Can't try to get a shot, he stumbles on it. It falls to Morrison. Edge of the penalty area. It's... Goes wide for a corner. Morrison had to take and turn quickly. Just defender got, got a foot in there. There's a little chance there, Steve. A little break. Yeah, it was a chance. The goalkeeper found himself all at sea and Gregory seemed to fall over. Yeah, himself. he stumbled on it, didn't he? Going to be a more corner. On the right, as we look, Williams takes, it's deep, far left. Cooper in there, it's headed up high and wide over the bar. 
54 minutes, 1-0 Millwall. Panicky moment then, it'll ball into pass back in the olden days. That would have been a simple enough thing when you could pick up the ball. I'm old enough to remember that, listeners. When a goalkeeper would pick up a pass back, you can't now, but that was Jordan Archer cleared it, but there was a little bit of a flaky moment there. As we go towards the 60th minute of the game, half an hour to go. It's, um, it's a grind of a game. I think we still look a little bit um, dog-eared and frayed from the uh, efforts of last Sunday and the game in midweek where we didn't look up to much against Walsall, in my opinion. We had chances, but not really clinically taken. And this looks like one game too many in seven days at the moment, but uh, at least we're on the leading side of it at the moment. This is the 20, trying to work a little one to Craig gets himself in the way there. It's going to be bouncing around the 16. Free kick for Coventry, 20 takes a clip on the 60th minute. Give me a little set-pace chance for them to get a shot in on goal. Be a chance for them to uh, get a strike on target. Probably about five yards out from the D of the penalty area on the, on the right-hand side. They'll see this is a chance here, Steve. There's a uh, dead ball just outside the penalty yeah, area. This, this could be dangerous. It depends how good they are at these free kicks. Yeah. It's uh, proper Beckham territory there, isn't it? I haven't seen David out there yet, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's that sort of uh, play Dead balls are always yeah. dangerous. Here we go. Straight into the wall. That was bravely stood their ground there and cleared. Hoof clear. In all fairness to them, Steve, they've not been... They're not second from bottom level, are they? They don't look that bad. I'm not saying they're brilliant, but they haven't looked as bad as the league table. No, I mean, they've been better this second half, haven't they? They've obviously yeah. had the right talking to it at uh, half-time, and they've come Clearly, out a lot yeah. better. I mean, they're not, they're not looking that dangerous, but they're not out of the game. So, no. uh, you know, that's, that's, from their point of view, they'd take hope from that, I guess. A few tennis balls flying around again down there. Stewart's getting involved in the Coventry section, I hasten to add. There's nothing going on the Mill side. Looks like there's a bit of fisticuffs. Yeah, just throwing fisticuffs going on over there, Steve, I think. Uh, Copper's in there. The uh, home fans are just along from our, ho our away end, and they call it our home end. It's the reality of it is that they, they gather by the away fans, I guess, to get a bit of atmosphere going. I can't blame for that, but it looks like there's something kicking off. There's someone being dragged out in the Coventry end, Coventry side. Ag anger in the air in the Coventry section, I think. I, I, who can blame them with uh, the state of play here? Fred is in for Lee Gregory. 71 minutes. Gregory limping off. Well, maybe tired. Fred having his shirt tugged there. Comes on a break now. Down the left side. Push the 16 pushes over Jake Cooper. And the linesman's straight on it. 73 minutes. Mill free kick in our own penalty area. Mill Coventry come down their right. Said worked it across field. Balling from the right side now into the mix. That's chest in. It falls, almost falls to the striker. They claimed he was tugged. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Maybe he was. <laughs> I think we got away with that one, Steve. Last gaff defending. He was just about to pull the trigger, and they just got the tackling to knock That's it away. Right. <laughs> There's a little chance. This is Steve Morrison on the right. Uh, he's got Fred on the inside of him. What can Fred do? Fred turns. Oh, falls to. Yeah. Two nil, Morrison. Fred's shot parried by the goalkeeper. Falls to Morrison, who dinks it home from close. The old goal scorer's is That's 2-0. That is game over, Steve. Yes, I think so. Just as we were saying, we'd take 1-0. Yep. We make we'll it 2, two now. Yeah. We might even get that 3-1 that you put a lump on there, mate. 79 minutes. Steve Morrison settles the issue. 2-0. Coventry fans streaming for the exits. Um, clearly, we've come here to get three points, and we've got them, so thank you very much. But you've got to feel for those, those fans. It's been a... A soul-destroying season for them. There's a, there's a couple of more tennis balls coming on the pitch. 
and plenty of sympathy from the Mill folk support for their plight. <laughs> I think they're singing that to them and they probably just all agreed, going, yeah, we are. <laughs> I don't think I need telling, mate. No. I don't think I need telling. I would imagine the decathlon next door, part of the Tesco's complex, must be doing a real roaring trading tennis ball sales at the moment. There's some more coming on the pitch down in now. Game's restarted. 80th minute, 10 to go. Coventry on the attack, last few seconds of the game, I think. They've got a chance to get the ball in on the, on the left as they attack. There's the final whistle. Functional, workmanlike, adequate job, job by Millwall, 2-0 win. It's a great win in the context of the week we've just had. Um, really appreciate Steve coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Good to have you, mate. Thanks for um, entertaining little story of Notts County in the 1970s. Wish County all the best. Yeah. Another great name, a landmark heritage name in English football. And we've seen today what happens when heritage is forgotten at, at uh, Coventry. So we're going to close out there. The Lions congratulate each other on the pitch. A 2-0 win. And we'll be back after these messages. tired of having no voice at Millwall? Then why not join the AMS, the Association of Millwall Supporters? The AMS is an independent fan group, meaning they're not directly affiliated with the football club and therefore they aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. To join the AMS, visit amsgroups.info. That's amsgroups.info. Or if you're on Twitter, go to at a underscore m underscore s. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Underscore group. And they will be happy to answer your inquiries. Big welcome back on the show to Harry Warren. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Harry. Sunday morning. Yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> um, we're looking at the week in in retrospective. It's been a big week uh, on and off the pitch. We're going to try and look at on the pitch. A successful week, really, Harry. Great win against um, Watford last week. And two grinding performances, really. But four points out of six. That's a good return for a week. 
yeah, it's, it's not it's not going bad, is it? No, it's not. No. <laughs> um, what do we do I with think, success? <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, we're moving in the right direction. We're keeping clean sheets all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a bit of a strange feeling this season to be positive. I think there's a lot more positives coming out this week than there are negatives. So, I mean, we, it's, it's looking good going forward, definitely. Last week's Sunday Sunday's game, the morning kickoff was a huge performance, and I think that the, the team committed everything to the calls last Sunday. Uh, and for me, I don't know what you made of Wednesday night's nil nil draw against Walsall, but certainly uh, having seen Walsall and yesterday up at Coventry, I think we looked tired as a consequence. Um, you know, the the, the team looked um, like it was still in recovery mode Wednesday night, and and to an extent, I felt yesterday. Um, the same, you know, we, we rode our luck a couple of times yesterday and we scored twice, which we could have done Wednesday night in all honesty, but there was just a slightly tired air about about the uh, the performances. I don't know if you saw that Wednesday night, mate. Yeah, I was there Wednesday. I thought first 20 minutes on Wednesday, we could have been 2-3-0 up. Mm. And um, I think that that plays into what you were saying. I think they had, Mill probably had 40 minutes in um in terms of being able to go and, and outperform Walsall and then for the rest of the game they we just it was a grinding performance when you yeah. can see. The problem is is as we've said before, you know, if Thompson doesn't win balls back, like, you know, the boy can only do so much. I yeah. mean, I know he got injured yesterday. I don't, I don't know how bad that is. I, I well, saw I, her on Twitter, I weren't there. I think it's um, just a consequence of tiredness. I think I think it's been you know it's been a big week in, in for the club and I think Ben <laughs> Is an all-action boy, isn't he? I mean, he don't stop, and I think he just it was probably a game too far in too short a space of time yesterday. So you know, we replaced Ben with with Abdu, um, and uh, Jimmy is Jimmy. Um, he doesn't have Ben's. Um, he's got his, he's got the work rate, but he doesn't have Ben's um, talent, does he? You know, so, you know, we can't put it <laughs> any got, other way. He's, he? got, <laughs> he's got all the running, no talent. That's, that's Jimmy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, I think it's it's been. Uh, a successful week. Four points out of six. I would have taken that at the start of the week because um, clearly a, a, the cup run... Um, do, do you see a cup run as a diversion at the moment, Harry? Do you see it as a... As a you know, it, it, for me, it's it's what we live for at Millwall. These, these are the days, you know. Um, dispatching two Premier League opponents um, has boosted the club tremendously. I, I, I know that the league form can suffer as a consequence. And, we you know, we saw it Wednesday. We saw it to a degree yesterday, tiredness. But... That's what football's all about, mate. It's it's, it's the glory days, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, you think with your head, you go, "Oh, it's probably not a great, not a great thing." And then you think we've been, you know, it's quite nice to see us knocking people out and still Absolutely. beating more Premier League sides than Palace this calendar year. So, um, I mean, you too. Go on, sorry. It's, it's, you know, you if we get Leicester. You know, they're the champions of England. I know they might get relegated, but they're still the <laughs> fucking champions of England. If Mill will knock out the champions of England, I know we're not on telly because fuck knows why. I mean, Burnley, wow. third best team, home team uh, in the country on home form alone, they're on telly against Lincoln. So uh, that's a 4 0 drub in there. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it is a distraction to a point, but it's a distraction that if we play it right, can can build confidence. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it's done this week, I suppose. I mean, I, I, only at Millwall, I mean, there was one or two um, disappointed noises on the draw night. Everyone wanted Chelsea, everyone wanted Arsenal at home or Manchester City, but only, someone posted, only at Millwall can, be, can we be disappointed by drawing the champions of England <laughs> at home. 
There's no one else left, is there? That's that's what you can't. You know, we're only win that. You're a game away from Wembley. I know. I know it's mad, said. isn't it? The mad. And it's it's it is that mad. I mean, I know the results yesterday as well in the league. We're only two points. I, I, I guess we're two points, three points off the playoffs again. You know, and we've got South End, South End Saturday, which is a massive game. Yeah, it you is. You know, we're, we're, this is unknown territory for me all to have two competitions to play in. <laughs> it's almost like we're a proper football team now. We're not just concentrating on the league. We've got we've got cup <laughs> commitments as well. That's right. If we can't get the league, we'll have to win the FA Cup. I think as Nez posted on, online in the week, which I thought was a great line. I, I, I have to get that one in because I really liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the two Premier League opponents, Bournemouth and Watford, um, both disrespected the competition by fielding second string sides because it's you know it makes me laugh it's like the accountant's view of the world it's much more important to be some piddly little premier league no mark rather than have a day that you live that lives in your mind forever you know a cup run is is what the, the game should be about um but they seem to settle for this kind of um lower half um twilight zone of, of neither being dead nor alive as, as that if that's what turns you on i suppose great go for it but for me um the cup run is is these are the days as i say i mean it's what we'll live when, when we're old and uh you know in in the nursing home harry we'll remember these days mate that's that's what it's all about so good luck to what for good luck to bournemouth if, that's, if that floats their boat yeah, they like being Premier League part two teams, don't they? There's the <laughs> no, top nowhere ten. Teams. There's the top. There's the top ten in the Premier League that can actually might get Europe or might <laughs> might do something, and then they're in the. Let's just not go down. Let's just not go let's down. Let's just avoid really. relegation. Yeah. yeah, and to play for, you know, we haven't had a nothing season for fucking years. I can't remember the last time we had a nothing season. There's me putting the fucking scappers on this right now. But um, <laughs> we 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 either get relegated or we get promoted. Or it's we always dry. It's just fucking. That's how we are. We are drama junkies. We're addicted to the adrenaline rush of ups and downs. And um, you know, if we're not um, being relegated, we're fighting for our very existence against the forces of money and local government evil. power <laughs> and evil. <laughs> Forces of evil. Dr. Evil, Sir Steve Bullock, Sir Steve Bullock. Banana Man, Banana Banana Man and his cronies. So there we are, Um, a a big week ahead. We've got Southend next week. And as you said earlier on, that's actually a a critical game, really, because that that takes us into the the top six. If we can beat Southend, if other results go away, we'll we'll be in the the playoff zone. Certainly we're getting very, very close to it now. Um, The squad and its... Um, how can we put it? It's it, it's basic approach. I mean, we saw it up at Coventry <laughs> yesterday. Two like two banks of four in front of them with a the ball. They, they had all the possession in the world, um, and then bang, forward it goes to to Morrow and Gregory, and they do their stuff, and it works. It worked against Watford, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I thought against Watford we were brilliant. Um, I've got mates who are Premier League supporters and don't really know anything. No. They're not really football fans, barring one or I, I know these kinds of people, mate. We all and they uh, they suck it on and they said, you, you, how is, you could have been 3 new up. How, how have you got a striker, strikers like that? Yeah. They don't understand how, you know, and they, they banged on about the fucking Gregory Vardy line and I thought, well, you know, don't say that too much because no. be, all you got to do is offer me a wall, a bag of beans for a player and they'll fuck off. So, we'll, be back, we'll be back in League Two. <laughs> that's it. We'll have to sign Marquez. The fucking League Two dynamo that he is. Oh, dear. So, no, grim grim game against Walsall. I found it a grind on Wednesday night, if I'm going to be honest. I, I, I said to um, 
Uh, I met uh, <laughs> Steve Sanders and uh, did a voice. But you said you were going to say, you said to Steve Bulletpin, I thought, fucking Steve hell, Bullock. that's a revolution. Uh, uh, in his dreams, mate. But um, in um, if you said, the, what, what does the Will versus Walsall on a Wednesday night, a cold, uh, cold Zamba Road sound like that? I thought that was Wednesday night's game in a, in a nutshell. It was, um, it was a tough one. Um, yesterday's performance was um, similar in many ways. Just we had the... Um, there was a fan protest about halfway through the first half. They threw a load of tennis balls onto the pitch because obviously um, Coventry have got their own set of issues with their ownership. And it might, I think it's some kind of regular thing they do that they they throw tennis balls. Incidentally, there's a decathlon in the shopping centre next door to Coventry's ground. And I thought they must be making a fortune in, in tennis ball sales at the moment because of thousands of the things came on the pitch. Um, but that led to the bought shares. <laughs> bought shares. <laughs> Their owners, if they're clever, will buy shares in the decathlon. But that, did, that, that delay led to the goal because it was just <clears throat> basic corner to Jake Cooper. And I was going to get your take on Jake Cooper, Harry, um, who was basically standing at the far post, and it kind of, kind of seemed to go in off him. Some I don't think he headed it. In all honesty, it just kind of hit him, went in the net, and that was one 0 And after that, we we're in control. Um, He's made a big difference to us defensively, Jake Cooper, and in all honesty, going forwards. I know Hutchinson, you know, um, was was doing well, but he seems a little bit um, like porcelain, doesn't he? You know, it shatters easily. But Jake Cooper, what do you think of him, mate? I, I think he looks looks the part. Uh, right, Reading can give us a whatever money they want to ask for, fucking pay it because yeah. the bloke is different gravy. You know, um, a, cut, a cut above this league. Uh, he is, yeah, he is. He's talented, um, yeah. He plays, he can, he can do everything. I haven't seen anything he can't do. He can cover if Craig gets caught out or, or Cummings or Romeo gets caught out. He's a cross quick. Yeah. And it's not just a oof directly where the ball is. It's a, I'm going to oof this right into their fucking corner flag. And he puts the pressure straight away back on the opposition. It's just, his minds that, he, his reading of the game for a 22-year-old is... Is, is second to none. You, 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 if he didn't look the way he did, you'd look at him and go, "We've just found a thirty-year-old centre half who's played in the Premier yeah, League." Yeah, done the rounds. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Agree, yeah, agree. Yeah. Um, but he, the thing is, with with the Hutchinson and the Cooper thing is, you know, um, when these players come along, I know we've had it in the past with Townsend and yeah. Punchin and and Harry Kane to a lesser extent. You know, there's certain players that you don't get an opportunity to sign. Um, Kane, obviously, one of them. But, you know, we were nearly there with Townsend, rumoured to be <clears> agreeing <throat> terms, and, and they punching, set their manager. Yeah. The same with punching. Yeah. You've got Mill, surely you're sitting on the side. We're building for a future. A 22-year-old centre-half who has made this much of a difference, regardless whether we go up or down, is worth whatever money. Because at the end of the day, if we started now, if the season started now, We'd be 10 games into the season, unbeaten. We wouldn't be outside the playoffs. We'd be in the top three. We'd no, be sitting I, there I thinking, agree. you know, we, we didn't find a centre-half. This is why we're outside the top six. We didn't have a centre-half for half the season. Millwall only got a centre-half just before Christmas, and look what's happened. You know, He's, um, he's a quality, quality player. He, you're right about his um, <clears throat> his vision. And I'd throw into the mix, Harry, for a, for a young bloke, his command, he, that defence now looks like a solid unit. I mean, Byron Webster is a man transformed. He's suddenly got the, he's got like a, a much, much better Mark Beavers alongside him again. You know, he's, 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 he's visibly... A much, much better Mark Beavers, that's the line of the podcast right there. <laughs> it's like he's grown a couple of inches of, of stature himself. And, and, you know, you're right, you don't get these players very often. We have him on loan till the end of the season. 
thankfully. Um, but I, I, <coughs> Does I, that include Wembley? Well, That's I hope, the typical yeah. Millwall fucking thing. So we don't have him for Wembley. I don't know. I, I would hope so. But yeah. certainly it's one to um, make every effort to sign. Um, I, I, I also want to say what Reading's defence must be rock solid if they can let Jake Cooper go out on loan for, for you know, two or well, three months. I did read saying off there when you come, I always tend to try and if we get a player on loan, I always try and sort of sneak in under the radar and read what sort of other fa- the fans yeah, yeah. from the club where he's coming from are saying. Same, yeah. And they said he's the, uh, they can't work it out. He's male. They were calling him things like he looks like a young Maldini and yeah. fucking, yeah. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't fault them on their fucking, in this league, he looks, he looks the best centre half in the league. Well, I he's mean, got, he's got a physical a, stature. And... He'll make a ricket now on Saturday because we're talking about him. You know that. It'll fucking be absolutely awful. <laughs> he was solid yesterday. I mean, physically, he's, he's imposing. Uh, and, and some players, I mean, we've, we've seen players with physical, um, you know, the, I mean, I'm thinking of the Meyer Hoffers and the, and the Bob Peters, big boys. Shit. Shit. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they don't use it, but he does use it. He don't use it in the right way. And that to, is to his credit. I mean, I, I really, really hope we can keep him longer term because I think he will make a big difference. And, and I'll make you right, he's he's playing at a, a league lower than he should be and um, I'd argue even higher. But um, great, great signing. Um, made a big difference yesterday. Um, the defence just looks so so much um, so much better with him in, in position now. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, as you said, the thing is as well, if, if we, you know, with the benefit finder, if you can sign him, sign him because you're going to get your money back. There's there's no there's no risk with him. You know, I mean, no. if he's that good now, he's only going to get better. Um, so if we can sign him at the end of the year, you, you've got to do it. That's a champ. That's a championship made back for there. You know, I mean, if you're planning, or if not, it's title winning League One side kind of. I mean, the other the other you know, answer you know. I just want to mention before we close out, Harry is <clears throat> Jed Wallace. Um, for me, he's still looking. A, he's not quite at the. Um, he's not firing on full cylinders at the moment. He's not quite the Jed Wallace that we were hoping for. But he was out of the. Um, he wasn't playing. I think first team for uh, Wolves for some time. <coughs> so um, he was okay yesterday. Um, I'm hoping for better as this goes along. Um, he does bring certainly more pace down down that right side. Um, and you know, fingers crossed that he's improving because I, I I just think at the moment we're not quite seeing the Jed that. Um, we were expecting, but um, you know he, he promises much. So, so we shall see against South End, mate, shall not we? Yeah, I think he for the first twenty minutes. Obviously, I didn't see yesterday, but um, for the first twenty minutes against Walsall, he was the Jed of old. Um, yeah, he was yeah. swinging balls in left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to when Smith gets back fit, actually, because I <clears> think that might be a when yeah. you've got Cooper and Smith both in the area. It'd be an got... interesting development, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite, yeah. Um, but um, especially late in the game, if we can, you know, if we need goals. But we shall see on that. Um, I think I think Wallace isn't fit. I think that's the main thing to put over there. Uh, I mean, he done one thing against Watford when he picked that ball up and went through. That, in a nutshell, is why Wallace has been brought back. There's a little bit of the. He is a very very good football player. Like oh, the, absolutely, the Don't mean, and no, I agree. You know. Um, just because, you know, he, he hasn't been playing for a long while. And I think it's good to see there is competition in every single place now in that side. When when the injuries to Smith and Hutchinson go, you literally, you know, before, 
we got Cooper, you'd say, oh, well, without Hutchinson, we're banging trouble because we yeah, it was proven it? before. It was, it was Sid Nelson, you know? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sid Nelson or Tony Craig at centre-half. Funny how since we've moved Tony Craig to left-back, the position that he played for his entire career at Millwall, suddenly, suddenly okay. It looks apart, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was a professional performance. I'm just looking at the news at then just to close out. Um I've just my eyes just fell upon the same point in a way. Um, Neil Harris says that Neil strikers, as that's Gregory and, and Morrison and, and O'Brien actually, have said at times, "Don't you dare leave me out." And I think there is a hunger in the squad now. There is a real, <laughs> there is a real um, spirit in this team. I mean, they, the whole club is pulling together. It's difficult times off the pitch, but the squad have done their bit to project our calls out there. And um, this was a tough week. We've just been through Harry, and just to close. We have a cup run going on and four points out of six. You couldn't really have asked for much more, I don't think, on the back of um, everything else that's going on at the club. No, apart from Bullock's resignation. I don't well, think we, we can ask for that. Bullock's much resignation. Time. I'll say it one more time. Bullock's resignation and an announcement from Lewisham. They will never, ever use CPOs against Millwall, the jewel in its crown in the borough. <laughs> the jewel in its crown. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm only laugh, I'm only laughing because I, I can't ever see any particular council calling Millwall its jewel in its crown. This is Louis, this is a Lewisham crown, not very not a very glittering one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one the one the one that seems to have uh, the crown that's been dug up by uh, allegedly dug up by some uh, sort of refugee children in horrible conditions. We've all seen the type of films. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> Big thank you to Harry Warren taking time out to come on the show. Good to talk to you again, H. And And um, talk to you soon. All the best. Achtung, Milbal. All right. Huge welcome onto the show to our regular weekly guest now, Mickey Simpson. Welcome back on the show, Mick. Morning, Nick. How are you? I'm well. I'm 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 good. We had a we had a good win yesterday up at up at Coventry. very sad sight, though, Mick. Um, that's a club that's deep in trouble. Too many clubs like that around at the moment, mate. And there's too much, too much money at the top, not enough at the at the bottom, really. Totally agree, mate. Hence, hence the reason. Hence the reason why we're talking because um, absolutely we're not going to become a statistic. No, um, no, we are not going to become. We're definitely not going to become a statistic in any way, shape, or form. So, um, yeah. yeah. Now the big oh, good fun. Yeah. <laughs> One way to put it. Um now the big development this week, um, which is the reason for you and me speaking today, is the uh the revelation, I suppose, that this um, CPO process has not gone away, Mick, has it? It's not been cancelled. We knew it. we we knew it hadn't no, didn't we, Nick? I mean we've been working on the on the on the premise that it hasn't gone anywhere. Absolutely. Um we knew it hadn't gone anywhere, we knew it was PR spin. Um and we know that basically a classic PR trick is is to take the the you know take the, sting, the uh, yeah. Ex, yeah the sting the excitement out of the campaign and that's what they tried to do but unfortunately um, we knew it was coming so we just basically stopped it for a day or, or two yep. let them think they've won yep. and then we're coming back to us as strong absolutely um, certain people are finding out that actually you know we're not really interested in their trying to cozy up to us. Um, through DMs and and little little messages here and there because well let's let's tell that like it is we 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 I you and get, me yeah, 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 yeah get get these little messages from people within the cabinet let's let's out them let's get it out yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, them yeah, yeah. I I think, I think who are these people 
No, I'm not going to mention their names. No, no, I won't. I won't I'm, we're not dishonourable people, but we, no, we, no. We, we've had little, um, little, little uh, testers, haven't we? Um, can we? Can we talk? Can we sit round a table? Can we, can we uh, be new best friends? Can we new be, be best friends? While we go to the park. So one contact has has made uh, reached out, and I said, "Well, to be frank, Mickey, I don't. You know, I think you're the same, mate. I'm not interested in an informal chat over a cup of coffee at some little Blackheath, um, you know, coffee bar or something, unless Bullock is gone, and unless Lewisham says that the CPO process is once and for all and will never be reinstated." Um, there's no point in talking, mate, is there? We, we've got nothing to say. No, I mean, it, it was, you know, it was, it was very funny, to be fair. Um, well, you know, <laughs> and, uh, probably sometime in the future, you know. <laughs> the truth can come out, yeah. Yeah, we release the messages and show people what's what, but at the moment, it, it's not the time to do that. But, yeah, it, it was funny. They they wanted us to be all cosy really, and thought that actually they were going to do it. They were going to pick one of... They tried me. I gave them quite straight answers. What that's that's not like you, obviously. mate. That's not like you. <laughs> no, no. But unfortunately, what they didn't realise is that actually, you know, we are a we are a team and we support each other and we know exactly what's going on with everyone. And uh, and then we gave them a reply and said, "This is our criteria. Bullock needs to go. We need to do this. We don't want the CPO forever hanging over the wall. If you could do this, you could do that. Then we're great. And then obviously come back the reply of going." Well, actually, I, I just thought, you know, you might want the opportunity to lobby the person you're sitting there lobbying in person, in person and all that. Well, I couldn't give a fuck about you. I'm a brave. <laughs> um, Millwall's in my blood. Millwall's my team. And Millwall's are, are uh, on our side. And at Absolutely. the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're on the Lewisham side, to us, you're the enemy. You're the enemy. And this... Also, if they're listening, if they, I dare say they will tune into the show, Mickey. This, this is a war. You've declared war on our club. You are not fighting on some kind of genteel croquet field or, or at the tennis club. This is a fucking war. We care about what we're fighting for, and for you, it's just a business deal. And that's the big difference. Yeah, yeah to us, it's personal. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, but we're not going to do it. We're going to do it the, you know, we're not going to do it, shall we say, the 1970s traditional Millwall way. No, no, no. no. We're, going to do it, we're going to do it the way we're doing now because we know we're hurting you. We know we're hurting them. And the trouble is, is that they don't know who we've got on our side. And I think they're finding out. <laughs> every day they start, every day they start, they start finding out or picking on the wrong uh, people. I think um, they've got a fair idea of the, of the arsenal on our side. Um, so yeah, like we've got we've we've got we've got our own crisis management team that will advise us. Um, we're doing it all. We're doing all our own PR anyway, as such. So you know, we 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 you know we're fully up to speed on that. But we have got a crisis PR team that if we need it, we've got lawyers, we've got accountants, we've got specialists, we, we've got lots and lots of people who sit in the shadows. But unfortunately, when you pop up and say something, and one of them suddenly goes, "Oh, hang on, that's not right. Let's." Uh, Let's question that and go back at them, and um, then they do go back. <laughs> so let's let's offer them let's offer them a way forwards because we we are not um, we're not destructive people for no reason. The the way no, forward no. the way forward is is simple. Dump <laughs> their dump their bullock, lose him. He's not he's, he's toxic. He's dragging this whole process back. Get shot of him. Lose the whole um, Surrey Canal Association. That's that's dead in the water anyway. We all know that. That's, that's just a matter of time. And start working with Millwall Football Club, with the community scheme, 
and say that forever this Lewisham Council will never again go down this route of compulsory purchase against the, our club. Do that, and I, I would think that's a relatively straightforward um, um, demand, for want of a better way to put it, but it's a relatively straightforward approach, Mickey. Do that, and, and, yeah, no, and the protest well, ends. Well, there's, no, there's no more protest. Yeah. The war's over. I also think, I also think what they need to do is, um, whether it be... Shall we say with uh, I can't really go into too much there. Whether, whether it was whether it was Lewisham mm-hmm. or whether it was their crisis PR team would decided the 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 best form of defence was to mount the Twitter account on Friday where they got <laughs> I, I must say very politely absolutely destroyed. Very politely um, too and, for, for and, a Millwall uh, for a Millwall related yeah. subject. It was very politely done. Uh, that, yeah, it, but that, it's very funny. That um, is that is the key. Like Listeners, that is the key. Keep it, keep it clean. Keep it polite. Yeah. Keep it focused. Yeah. Don't, don't make silly yeah. threats. They don't help us. No, no. They, let's let's not let's not beat about it. They they basically done that to come out really to try and provoke yeah. someone to come out and say you know a descriptive word, an yeah. attack, or yeah, something a threat, a violence, or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah as something towards that. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. No. Um, well, not that I saw. Maybe you know, if it did, I haven't seen any. What well, I saw. No. Um, they wouldn't have liked the fact that obviously we posted screenshot everything because if all of us had got it, it don't matter. We still have copies of it. We do. Um, I think if you're going to have a work experience lad run your Twitter account, it's probably best not to send them against us, especially <laughs> when we know more about you than you know about us, possibly. Um, but then again, say that Nick, they probably know all about us. So you know, we 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 you know we know we know they've obviously looked into us, so we're told. So that's fine, but. Look, we know that the the company that runs Lewisham's Twitter account is the same company that runs Renewals, yep. um, and 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 actually, I think it's the same one that runs Len Lease as well, and um, and Ellen Q. So yeah, there's a name. There's a couple of names. That's, is that the lend lease that also um, Lewisham Council invests? No, 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 no. Don't 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 whatever you do, mention Peter John's name with lend lease, okay? Because you know that's not right. <laughs> Because they are just wild accusations, but obviously it, it seems strange that as soon as Lindley's was mentioned, he suddenly resigned. <laughs> not, not that there's any, you know, in any way, any similarities or no, no, we, 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 we clearly not at all, clearly not. And the fact that Lendlease is also being assisted with compulsory purchase orders by councillors Damien Egan and Kevin Bonavia, who sit on the Lewisham Council at a place called Deptford Wolf. Um, and I don't forget that Lynn Lease as well is in the um, is in the Lewis and Pension Fund, which uh, is yeah. doing very well at the moment. Presided so, over um, by Paul, Councillor Paul Maslin, um, head of their yes. pensions committee, who, who apparently um, feigns lack of knowledge as to what reports come back from the from the pension. I, I don't know. My pension company t- tends to report on a regular basis, Mickey, at least once a year, possibly more. If it, not, it's not large enough to well, generate. I think, I think looking looking at records i think it's a couple of times a year they report back to the council as well but you know that, that, that's obviously public records as we've seen lately uh are, are sometimes uh are sometimes wrong um or malleable they're on the, uh, on the lewisham network yeah that's just word for swiss tony but i know he listens in it's they're, they're malleable malleable and flexible <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the um i do like the lewisham councillor yesterday what decided to tell a uh a, a, a human rights and um, very qualified barrister. barrister. <laughs> what the, kind of lawyer um, are you? <laughs> are you 
you a lawyer. Um, just look at the profile bio and uh, that yeah. will tell you all you need to know. But, <laughs> yeah. Our fight yeah, goes on, Nicky. Our fight goes on, mate. Um, yes, mate, definitely. And Paul Turner this morning on Twitter has posted a link to a Just Giving site. I think we want to give that a little mention before we close out because um, we don't know where this is going to go to. Um, we the, the sensible answer is, and the easy answer is, is lose Bullock and announce what we what we want. That, that no more CPOs, but this may go the distance. Um, so yeah. Paul, go to Paul Turner fifteen sixty eight on Twitter. There's a link he's, he's put on there to just giving so we, we we will be needing funds if this goes the distance and um your funds it... are, your, your funds have already helped so far i mean absolutely they, you know we've got the banners we brought the the adverts into the paper um if we need stuff printed i, I know look, there are people out there who offer but it's just all bits and pieces where when we need to we can um we can sit there and do it so it, it's um it's definitely not it's definitely not being used for us to start up our own BVI. Our own British Virgin um, Island Investment Company. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, no, yeah, I'm... and it's definitely not being used for us to um, to to sit on a on a nice warm beach somewhere. No. So, uh, and what we've said is, if if, if this if we do um, achieve our objects before um, before we need to dip into the money, it'll be given to charity. So it's going to go to the best yeah, causes. We'd, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we you know we'll we put some that. charities out, let people decide, and then we go from there. But yeah, once this is dead and it's not going to go any further, then it's dead. But at the moment, um, all we're being led, all we're being given is false truths. Um, you know, forget the PR, forget yeah. the the words, what can be, you know, done two ways and sentences, what can be taken any way you want to take them. They don't actually state anything. Um, is it Kath Nicholson, I think? Head, head of, of law. law. Head of law. In battle, yeah, head, head of, of law. law. Yeah. Head, of, head of law. To say the um, least, in battle. She knows people on our side because obviously she's been spoken to, as yes, we know. Yes, she has. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, look, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. She produces a legal document which basically says that there will never, ever be a CPO on any land of Millwall. Then great. Just one thing what I thought was quite funny is that the, the the PR company or Lewisham, whoever it was, and we and we say it like that, yeah. who was putting out information with their little question and answer and stuff like that. Um, all you need to do is, if you want to go back through the documents, and if if if, if you want me to, I'll, I'll publish them later on for you on the Twitter account. But renewals already conditionally brought the freehold to the land you're trying to CPO. So you're trying to CPO the leases, but mm. the freehold's already been. Sold. The underground, subject yeah, yeah. To, yeah, 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 subject yeah. to conditions. So the land, the actual land, physically land, has actually already been sold to, to renewal. renewal, subject on obviously yeah. whether or not Millwall does a deal or you force Millwall's hand by doing the CPO. Yeah. Um, so saying that actually no deal's been done, that's pretty much a lie because it's written into the 106 agreement. Yeah. Um, you know, again, and, and <laughs> you know, what it, we, I it, mean, it's uh, quite straightforward. It is straightforward. <laughs> Don't lie. No. you'll get caught out. All they've got to do is, it's fundamental, what they've got to do is say that the CPO weapon will never be used in this situation. It will only ever be with the agreement of what is the dueling Lewisham Borough Council's um, jewellery box, Mill Football Club. Work with agreement with the club, work with work with the uh, this community scheme, uh, work amicably, and our protest ends. Uh, we want to see Bullock gone, clearly, but and we don't feel that can happen until he's gone. But that's that's <clears throat> fundamentally. If the club is being brought into the process and is happy, we're happy. Um, yeah, no, I I, I, I I think that's I think that's fit to me. The thing, bit what I can't fully understand is 
how the the Energize um, whole setup come because it's got you know uh, we published uh, the accounts of it. There's no money in it. They, they, it looks as if there's possibly five grand they raised in about five years. You'll see the tweet what we what we printed yesterday evening. Retweet the hell out of that. That would be great about it. But everything what they're sitting there doing, Millwall communities trust already yeah. do so oh, it's duplication. to me it's yeah very very much duplication and because of that duplication half the grants what they seem to be looking at they shouldn't really be having to get because everything's done at Millwall I mean the same you know, Millwall do basketball they do football they, they do, do tennis they do this they do that they do that they do that they do everything so why sit there trying to do it unless physically you're trying to get rid of them um, you know again they are they're, they're my personal view. They're not in, in any way a statement, but it just seems very, very strange to me that you would bring another community process into the arena when it's that close. A community um, process well, hold, holding yeah, tight to renewal, we, Mickey, as well. Yeah. No, that's it. And what we've said, what we said, and we all agree on this, is that Millwall Community Trust should be at the heart of that development. They should, any new building that's built, realistically, they should be the ones running that building because... They've got the skills. They can they can bring in a lot more grant funding and money and everything else than any other organisation because they are trusted and trusted for over 20 years in the community. They bring in the money to save Lewisham bundles. They save Southwark bundles. Um, and if that's lost, that's two boroughs what are going to be really, really thing because in that energise, they're bringing in this other company that does youth side. But if you actually read into their business plan, that's going to cost Lewisham 400 grand a year to run. Um, yeah. And I don't know if Lewisham actually have read into that much detail and realised, but 400 grand a year to run a, a community activity is a lot of money. Well, yeah, I mean, the aforementioned Peter John, leader of Southwark Council, he, he of uh, the, the Lend-Lease Linkages, stepped down from this this um, uh, charity, so-called charity, I think. It's, it's made yeah. generated no income and since its existence worth a name. One five grand donation and nothing else. One one donation mm. that turned into a loan apart from that, not a, not a penny, Mickey. Um, I've made it I said no. a few times on um, on Twitter that CBL magazine has made more and donated more than this um, charity led by Steve Norris, <laughs> Sir Steve Bullock, and until this week, Peter John. So uh, I think that's going to be the subject that, of the charity. Steve- is that is that Steve Norris, the same guy who runs the London Communication? I think it is, mate. Um, I think PR it is, agency. Yeah. It's intertwined, isn't it? Renewal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, the that's same right. just, the same just wanted to double check. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's just wonderful stuff, Mickey. No worries, fella. Um, our fight goes on. Follow us on Twitter, AMS, everything that comes out of AMS. Retweet the fanny out of it, listeners. Big thank you to Mickey for time out of his Sunday morning. Really appreciate it, Mick. I'll uh, talk to you later, no doubt, mate. No worries, mate. Remember, it's wartime now, mate. So uh, remember, right. careless whisper costs lives. Loose lips cost ships. That's it, son. <laughs> All right, I'll speak to you later. And I'm not going away with some dirty northern punts to spit all over me. Nice. He spits over me. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 